0: Esmeralda Sanchez would never have paid money to the Coyotes to take her over the border if she hadn't already been caught and deported by La Migra, the U.S. Border Patrol, seven times. She was desperate to get across and stay across, not only for her own sake but for Jaime's. He was six and small for his age, and she was afraid of what would happen to him if they stayed in the grinding poverty of the Ciudad Juarez Barrio within sight of the nice American homes and cars." The Coyotes hadn't seemed so very bad. They'd shown her the car, a nice car, American, with air conditioning. And after she paid them the money, they'd shown her the trunk, and under the spare tire, the tiny, cramped, metal compartment just big enough for her and Jaime. She hadn't liked the way they looked at her. She shouldn't have gotten in the compartment. She knew now, knew it for certain, that if they let her and Jaime live at all, would be after a terrible ordeal of pain. It had all gone wrong, and it was her own fault. Mama, it's too hot, Jaime whispered through dry, cracked lips. He remembered to speak English. She told him to practice it, practice it all the time. Mama, make it cold. Frio, Mama. She couldn't remember the sky. A clear blue sky, she thought, with the sun and a brutal white shimmer rising toward noon. How many hours ago? The heat of his small body against hers was almost unbearable, but she cradled him as best she could, muffling his cry as the car shuddered and their heads banged painfully into the false metal wall above. A coffin. It was a metal coffin. He was dying in the dark, oh pobrecito, and there was nothing she could do. Chito, she whispered, and kissed his sweat-soaked hair. His skin felt clammy. Shh, no. It will be over soon, I promise. Verdad? He sounded so pitifully weak. Te lo promesad. He was dying. Pero la migra catch them. Better deportation, better starvation, better anything than the sound of Jaime's breath in her ear. He was only six years old. Dios mío, ayúdame, she prayed. Don't let him die, not because I wanted something better. It would be over soon. The driver would stop. He'd open the trunk and let them out, and she and Jaime would laugh and drink cold water, and Jaime whispered, Tengo frío, mamá. I feel cold. Esmeralda screamed, screamed as loud as her dry mouth could stand, battered her blistered hands on the metal plating, kicked with all her strength and her cramped muscles. She screamed until the heat made her dizzy and sick, And without meaning to, she vomited, managing to turn her head away from Jaime only at the last second. And then she felt his hand on her face, startlingly cool. He said, Mama. It's all right, Mama. Está bien. I'll take care of you. She would have wept, but her eyes were dry and parched, her throat scraped raw. The heat filled her lungs like sand, and it was so much effort to breathe. The stink of her sickness came muffled and distant, like the smells of hot tar and metal and sweat. The constant vibration of the road was a soothing hand on her back. She slid away into the dark for a while, jerked back when she felt the car lurch. They were stopping. They were stopping. Jaime, she croaked. Her lips felt wet. When she licked them with her thick, dry tongue, they tasted of blood. Jaime, mijo, wake up. They had survived hell. Ramón Cruz loved the desert. He had grown up in the small town of Tortilla Flats near long stretches of white salt deposits that men had fought and killed for a hundred years ago. The desert had taught him many things, not the least of which was that whatever lies men told, the land stayed truthful. The hot brass sun, the velvet dunes, the harsh beauty of cactus and mesquite and desert sage, the land of our fathers. No sense of time passing here. Only wind whispers and the subtle movements of snake, lizard, bird...